Hey, welcome to the Intentional Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Ange Barnard, and today we are talking about signs from God. Like, can you ask God to give you a sign? Will he give you a sign to guide you on the direction that he wants you to go? We're going to talk all about that. I'm actually towards some, at some point in this episode, I'm going to be sharing a episode that I recorded before for the second podcast that I created that I ended up not following through on very intentionally. It was a whole thing. You may have heard it in my past episodes, but I want you to hear this episode. I don't think I've shared it on here yet. If I have, forgive me. But if I don't remember, chances are y'all probably don't remember. I was looking back at titles and I was like, I don't see it there, but it could have been hidden in another episode. You know, this stuff a lot of times just flows out of me. And sometimes I can create an episode and I will not remember any of the content in it. That's why I I legit listen to my podcast. People ask me that. They're like, do you listen to your own podcast? Because a lot of people do not like to hear the sound of their voice. I totally get it. But I actually do listen to my podcast. Like there's times I'll be going running and I'll turn my podcast on and I'll be reminded of certain things that brought me joy. I'll be reminded of wisdom that I felt like I needed to hear at that time. Because what I feel like really happens for me is that like, Things just flow through me. I don't know if that sounds woo, but it's like I tap into the flow and it's like God's giving me some message and it, it just comes out and I don't remember it. That happens a lot too if I'm teaching and like I'm facilitating something. Like people will be like, can you repeat what you just said? And I'll be like, I have no idea what I just said. And I feel like those moments, you know, when you kind of lose yourself in what you're doing. And it might just look different for you with whatever is your thing, you know? It's like you lose yourself in that thing and it's like that energy, that divine energy just comes through and it just flows. I hear this a lot from people who, you know, write certain books and they're like, it was all a download. You know, I was just the the vessel that brought it in, like dropped it off into the earth. I was being used right? That happens often, I think, for us. So um, I just really want to tap into that space more, right? Where there's not the blocks there, blocking those divine downloads and stuff. And I feel like sometimes I can get so in my head about, you know, how I want things to be or how I feel like I need to perfect something so it happens a certain way or I got to say it in the right way. Like, you know, that kind of controlling energy gets in and I feel like it's like blocks, blocking the divine wisdom, download, flow, all of that. So we're talking about signs from God today. We're going to get to that soon. But I also wanted to tell you what really inspired this episode So the other day, I was teaching a workshop on developing your TEDx talk. So we have a framework that we work through in Thought Leader, um, like the seven-part talk structure, and I teach around each piece of that and help people with their idea. So um, I meet amazing humans with uh, like such cool ideas, and it just feels so good to be surrounded by people like that, side note. But um, I was teaching and there was a person who was just really picking on herself. I guess I would use those words. I hear, I see this often though. 
I just, I saw it today. I was teaching another workshop related to it. And there's a lot of like feelings of where they don't feel like their idea is good enough or that they're the right person to deliver it because maybe they don't have the certain credentials or have done all this research or whatever. It's like this, this BS story around not enoughness that shows up for them. And these are people that have done amazing things that have stellar, actually, a lot of them have very stellar credentials. And if they don't have that, they have this this wonderful life experience. They have so much to bring to the stage, but there's all this mind trash that shows up. And I see it with everyone. It doesn't matter the amount of money they make. It doesn't matter their education level, what what they've, like a lot of them have already been on shows and wrote books and all that. Like even with that, they still have the doubt and the mind trash that shows up. That is a consistent thing. So if you feel that at all, as you're moving forward on your goals, I'm just here to tell you that's normal and it doesn't change when you move up to a next level. You'll just like next level, like new level, next new level, new devil, you know that saying, right? Next level, next devil, whatever, however you want to say it that happens, right? That doubt kicks in. And if you are a person of faith, then you probably have heard or believe that this is like the work of the enemy. I heard someone say today that there's, every time you have a thought, it either comes from God or it comes from the enemy. It's either of love or it's of fear. And fear is not from God. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting to think about. So this was showing up for this particular person. That's my point. And um, just feeling like her idea wasn't good enough, um, that she needed, you know, more whatever, fill in the blank. Never feeling ready. A lot of us feel like that with things. But so much, I see this with these talks. Um, So afterwards, we stayed later to chat through this around the next steps for her that she would feel better, like, so to help her feel better and more confident about the next step. So there was a lot of doubt kicking in. So uh, one of my co-facilitators, which is dear friend to to me, she ended up asking her about her faith. Like she said something about what is your relationship like with your creator? Um, And this is something like, can we just be real? Like this is something that a lot of people are really afraid to talk about and you don't want to always, you know, there's not, not every setting is appropriate to bring this up, but sometimes you feel that nudge where you're like, I just feel like I need to ask this. And my co-facilitator, I felt like was getting that nudge and I was just sitting there watching it go down because I just keeping it real, like I don't like to get into that topic a lot. Um, I don't know if that makes me a crappy Christian. I don't know. I'm just, this is me being real with you is um, I like to share my faith and I never want to, to have someone feel like I'm trying to push them to be a certain way or, you know, that I don't love them if they think a different way. And I just like, I'm really insecure about that. Uh, and I don't know. So yeah, that's where I stand with it. But it's, if you see me do something, I feel like it's very evident that I am a person of faith. Like I will, I'm not going to be throwing Bibles at you, but like it'll come out in certain things that I say, you know, or just like maybe you can see it by the way I show up and the way I love that kind of stuff. 
Well, anywho, so um, my co-facilitator, co-coach, I guess we can call it that too. That's what we are, speaker coaches. <laughs> my co-coach asked this question. It was, I forget how it was phrased. It was something like that around um, what her relationship was like with her creator. And she said that she envies those that have faith. You know, she envies those that have faith. It was like, mm, I'm, I'm unsure, but I envy those that have faith. I want that kind of faith. Like, I want to believe that something greater, this is me adding words to it, something greater, right, is looking out for me, wants the best for me, loves me, supports me, all of that. But it's like struggling to believe that. It's like, I get it. Like, that's hard to believe, I feel like, at times for a lot of people. But being open to it, the more you're open to it, the more that you're seeking it, the more that you will see that. You'll see that love. Like, the blinders will come off, right? But you need to be open to it. So um, she ended up talking to her more about it. And it was a great conversation because we were really talking about, you know, the, the doubt that we all have and in a sense, like how anytime we're trying to do something amazing in this world, like we're going to be targeted. We're going to, that, that mind trash is going to show up. All the doubt, the not good enough. How could that happen for me? It doesn't matter who you are. That will show up for you at all the levels, right? And you need to lean in to the promises of God when that does show up. I just did an Instagram little video about it yesterday. Um, let me go and see. I like I go back and forth, y'all, between Instagram, like and social media. Sometimes I'm like, this is fun to create something. And the other times I'm like, I don't, this is not worth my time in my life, you know? Like, um, but then I also like like looking at other people's stuff and I genuinely love cheering people on when I see things that they've done that they're so proud of or the baby pictures and I was like tearing up today. I saw someone I don't even personally know just had a baby. And I was like this really great picture of her holding her baby and her husband like passed out with a baby and I'm like tearing up over here, you know, and I don't even know her. Like so I feel like sometimes it brings joy for me, you know, and other times I just feel like it's such a waste of my time. And I also feel like sometimes it can lead me down the comparison trap and stuff. So I just gotta be really mindful of how I use it. But my whole point was I created this little video thing about the promises of God. And let's just go over those real quick because I was just feeling led to talk to you about them. So um, the first one is he will never leave you. That's a promise. He will meet all your needs. That's a promise. He will strengthen you and protect you. That's a promise. And I feel like I need to be reminded of that all the time. When I doubt, when I feel like I should be farther along than I am, all this BS when I feel like, who am I to do this? I don't feel good enough. Like, I mean, all the stuff, right? Like, I got to remind myself of that. Um, and I think it takes a lot of courage for someone to say that they feel that way, you know, because I think everyone in a, in a sense feels that way, but not everyone's going to obviously admit that. In some settings, it doesn't make sense to admit that. There's some people do that take advantage of that, like that they want to be like, woe is me, all the doubt, all the crap. And, you know, and you're just kind of like, and then there's other people that are like, I'm just here being real, keeping it real. But I also want to move forward from this. Like that's, that's where I feel like I am. Okay. So anyways, my whole point of this, it's a little rambly because it's late at night here. I got so much going on. I'll tell you a little bit about that. Um, but 
Yeah. So her saying that just really hit me because because she said, I envy those that have faith. It's like, I want that faith. I want that kind of faith, but I don't have it yet. And that made me think about my message of like what I'm sharing even on this podcast is to help people also build that faith, to be an example of what's possible when you believe for more, to be, um, to have the favor of God, you know, to see, to see him work in all the miracles and, and that are happening on a regular basis, to see all the goodness, because so many of us are so blinded from that. And it's all about having a personal relationship with God. And I was talking to one of my friends um, a couple days ago, and she's completely transformed her life as far as like her faith. Like she was straight up, didn't believe in at all, at all. And something, I mean, total different human right now and just killing it in her business, like so in alignment. I just messaged her and was like, I'm so proud of you. Like I can see that difference in your energy, in your work. It's so stellar in your heart for service. Like, and she's like, God, one answer, God, alignment. Like that's what is creating all of these things. And she feels so good about it. And she knows who she is. And she's so confident, you know, because her worth is not coming from anybody else or what other people think about her. And I see this, like when I'm helping these other people trying to get on these, this TEDx stage, it's like, I still see that craving of like, wanting your your someone to validate you you know like to say that this is good enough that you are good enough you know and it's like comes from an external thing today in one of the breakouts I asked what was what's your biggest challenge right now as it relates to the concepts that we've been talking about and the majority of the people that responded in the group I want to say like 80 percent or more had said that it had to do with imposter syndrome. It had to do of not feeling good enough to do this talk in some way or not having what they need to or comparing themselves to somebody else. Like all of that was mixed in there. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, and then I had one person talked about how, like, how do you get over the fear of like you putting something out there and knowing that it might trigger other people and it might cause some hate from other people towards you, all of that. Like, how do you get over that? He asked me that. And I said, you don't, you know, like it's, it's I mean, it's, I don't know if that's the right answer. It's like you, it's going to be there. That's something that happens when you choose to be a thought leader. You choose to stand for something. People are going to disagree with you. They're going to hate on you. They're not going to like you, right? The more that I speak about my faith, the more people that there will be people that are like, I don't like you anymore. I don't want to hear any of that, you know? And then there will be people that I, I align with you. I get you. I see you. I feel the same way, right? But I got to be willing to show up and, and that fear is going to come there like because we're wired this way as humans, like the fear is going to show up where I'm like, oh, I don't want, I don't want people not to like me. I don't want them to outcast me. Because back in the day, like that meant death. People outcasted you out of the group. Peace, you're going to die. You're going to eat by a dinosaur, you know, or, or um, a lion. But I just, I just pictured in my mind, like, uh, what's the, di- why can't I think today? The dinosaur with the little T-Rex, yeah, the little hands coming and like getting you, biting you. 
biting your head off. <laughs> it's late, guys. Um, that or like one of the big pterodactyls flying down and like picking you up because you're on your own and you're easy target. Like that is what's happening in like our lizard part of our brain, right? The primal part of it. We don't want to be outcasted. So he was being vulnerable and saying, like, I have this fear. People aren't what people aren't going to like what I have to say. Like, there's going to be a group. I'm going to trigger them. Like, how do I get over that? It's like, well, that's going to show up because you're a human, period. But I told him, I said, you need to make sure that your worth and what you feel about yourself does not come from what someone else has to say about you and what they think. Because if that is the case, you are in you're not in a good place right? Because then it's you're always going to feel like you need to do something to get someone else's approval. You have to be a certain way and you'll feel like you'll never feel like you're in alignment. You'll feel like you can't be yourself. The other thing too is when I've worked with people around career coaching, one of the most common things I hear people say is I just want to be myself. Like when I'm at work and stuff, I want to feel like I just be myself. Like so many people feel like they have like a mask on, you know, and they don't feel that sense of like peace or they have to be the one that knows everything or someone's like looking to or, you know, they have to be a certain way, whatever it is. They don't feel like they can just relax, just be themselves. And why it feels so good to be around our, a lot of our family, like our immediate family, most of us feel this way of like we can just chill, be ourselves. We can look totally scrubby. We can be in our sweatpants. We can just say whatever, you know, burp, fart, whatever it is right? Not suggesting that you do that at work. So everyone, you know, you have to be courteous over here, be courteous um, and loving and all that. But what I am saying is like, we all crave that like a feeling of peace and just being our true self. But with being your true self also will cause some people to disagree with you, to not like you, right? And then just making sure, again, your worth does not come from them. Because the reason why we feel like we can't be ourselves in certain situations is because we feel like we have to please, we have to be a certain way so that they like us, you know, so we get the approval when really the, the approval that we should be seeking the most is that of our creator, right, of God. And it's already been given to you. You're already approved. You're already good enough. All the things like I got to remind myself that on the regular as I continue to pursue my dreams. Who? Okay, I was not expecting to say all that today, but I did. So there we go. All right. So now I want to just get right to the this episode that I had recorded for you guys about the signs from God, um, hearing signs from God, seeing them, all that stuff. And I'm going to ask some questions here in a bit. Um, but before we get on with that, I do want to say, if you have been listening to the show and you have not let us, left us a review, can you please promise me that you will do that? Especially if you were one of the people that have been sharing the podcast with other people. It's like you like it, obviously. But what really helps this show grow is those com- those um, reviews. And one of my friends that have has listened to the show for a while didn't know how to leave the review. So I was showing her because it's kind of complicated. So for some of us who haven't, when you go, if you're on Apple Podcasts, um, you're going to go down to the stars. You'll scroll down. You'll see the stars. Right underneath that, you'll see something that says write a review um, or something like that. And you're going to click on that. You have to click all the stars. They don't highlight. You just click 
to the five or whatever. And then you write something. You have to write something and then you hit submit and that's how it shows up. Now, if you listen on Spotify, you can hit the stars on Spotify and that's very helpful too. I just had to put it out there because I would love for this to grow, to hit our 200 mark. We're only at one, we're almost at 149. Somebody get it to 150 at least. Um, but it's like, as people say, pulling teeth to get people to write reviews. I get it because it takes your time and this thing can be confusing. All right, that's my rant. I'm done. All right, so I do have a few more announcements real quick. Hear me out. So if you're interested in one-on-one coaching, shoot me an email. We can see if it's a good fit for you. I will 100% keep it real with you. I'm not going to be trying to force you to do anything on the call. I'm not that kind of person on call. I promise you that. Not desperate like that. Um, But if you're curious, go ahead and shoot me an email at ange at angebarnard.com. What else is happening? There are so many events coming up. If you can come to any of them, come. I would love to meet you in person. I'm going to Keisha's event with Empower Her Live in September, towards the end of September. The details will be in the show notes if you want to go over there. I'm going to Lewis Howe's event, the Summit of Greatness, also in the beginning of September. Um, I have an event that I'm hosting here in Indiana um, happening at the end of October. There's so many things happening that you can be a part of. Get yourself in the right rooms. Okay. What else? I felt like there was something else I really wanted to tell you, but my ADD mind just kicked in. By the way, we got an episode coming up about ADD, ADHD, monkey mind. Um, so we're going to talk about that with a really cool dude. Um, so that's coming up. I'm trying to think of what else is coming up for you guys. Episodes. We have a couple more episodes coming up around clients that I've coached, more people sharing their amazing stories. So I'm so excited for you to get to know these people and hear their stories. That's coming up all the things. But in the meantime, I've just been loving the summer. Have you? Like the feels. I've just, uh, I've been soaking it in. So busy over here. Camping, hiking, biking galore. Just like, just feeling good. Feeling real good. And just really trying to be where my feet are. Like mentally just be there. And not feel like I have to be so much farther along. Just really enjoying all the things that are here right now. I heard this thing, um, I had someone say that if you're lucky, you'll get 100 summers. And I'm like, like yeah, that's if you we were you will live to be 100, which most people don't, right? But it's like 100 is not very much. And just think about your age right now and where you're at. Like how many more summers are you going to get? How many more falls are you going to get? So like be here, enjoy it. Like wherever you are is where you're supposed to be. My, my That mantra, that's another one I share to myself all the time. I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And if I wasn't, I wouldn't be here, right? God would have had a different way. So, and again, everything is happening for you because God is for you, period. This is stuff I have to tell myself on the regular, or I do, because it makes me feel good to believe that. And then I generate that, that good feeling energy and I have fun. I enjoy my life. Ripple effect. Okay, so here we go. Here's the episode. And today we're talking about signs. Like, have you ever wondered, is that a sign from God? Or can I ask God for signs? Like, can I say, hey, God, can you show it to me exactly in this way? And then I'll know it's from you. Like, can I talk to him like that? Or is he going to just randomly show me signs that I like his way only and I don't know like what's going on there? So I'm a person that believes 
that God is communicating with me constantly. And I see him in everything. I see what I call our God winks, like God winking at me by little like coincidences. I'm saying this in quotation marks, like showing up or just small things. I'm like, I, I know that's God. I always say, God, I see you. I see you. Like when how things line up, you know. So anyways, I heard this story about someone who asked God for very, very specific signs. And I was like, oh, you can do that? You can ask for very specific signs? So where I heard this story was in this book that my dear friend, former neighbor, wrote. It's called Women See a Sore, Visiting Women of the Bible and More. It's written by Susan Scheip, and she's got so much good stuff. Let me just tell you real quick. Um, I've done several of her different devotionals. Uh, she has a kids' devotionals. I've gifted them to my niece and nephew. She has an amazing cookbook, Tasty Tuesday, coloring stuff that you can print out. Just so much goodness. A blog. So anyways, her site is hopehearthome.com, hopehearthome.com. So the specific women in the Bible that we're talking about here is Rebecca. So where Rebecca comes into play has to do with Isaac, who is the son of Abraham. So Abraham actually asked his servant to go find a wife for his son. So this is what it says in Genesis. Genesis 24, 4. It says, but you shall go to my country and to my family and take a wife for my son, Isaac. This is where Abraham's saying to his servant, that he wants him to go find a wife for a son, right? So this is the thing is like he's not identified by name, their servant. But what is interesting is he says to God, the servant says to God, Oh, Lord God of my master Abraham, please give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. Behold, here I stand by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Now let it be that the young women to whom I say, please let down your pitcher that I may drink. And she says, drink, and I will also give your camels a drink. Let her be the one you have appointed for your servant Isaac. And by this, I will know that you have shown kindness to my master." This is Genesis 24, 12 through 14. So what happened was his homeboy servant goes out and he gets to this well and he says, hey, God, like, make it known to me who this person is by doing these things. So now let it be that the young woman, have it be a young woman to whom I'm going to ask her, like, can I drink from your pitcher? That she lets me drink and she says, drink. And I'll also give your camels a drink. She offers to give the camels water as well. And then I'll know that, that this is the girl, right? So it's like he very specifically was like, hey, this is the signs I'm going to be looking for. Is that cool with you? Is that cool with you? Apparently it was cool with him. So what happened was after comes Rebecca. So 
Here it says, now the young woman was very beautiful to behold, a virgin no man had known her. And she went down to the well, filled her pitcher and came up. And the servant ran to meet her and said, please let me drink a little water from your pitcher. And she says this, Rebecca says this, drink my Lord. And when he did, she continues with her kindness and hospitality. I will draw water for your 10, keyword 10, camels also until they have finished drinking okay so clearly he's like oh this this is her i see it because this is the signs they asked for this was her right because she offered that he could drink from her pitcher and she's like and let me go get water for your camels as well you know and that's a thing that he asked for which is very strange because you know back then you're transporting very heavy things of water and you're gonna go back and forth and you know how much camels can drink they can drink a lot, let me tell you, it says in here. It says, they can drink 53 gallons, 53 gallons in one sip, one sip. And there was 10 of them. And she was like, I'll, I'll go get water for them, right? Clearly, this was the girl. This was the woman for Isaac, based off of the prayer that the servant had based off the signs that he was asking God to show him that this would be the girl. Like she's going to be willing to let me have some of her water and she's going to water my camels, offer to do that. And that's nuts because most people aren't going to offer to do that when they have to carry all that back and forth. And it's an excessive amount of water. 53 gallons in one sip. And there was a ton of them. Okay, so even if you're just thinking like, okay, they're all just going to take one sip, right? The 10 of them. So 10 times 53 is what? 530 gallons of water. You know, a milk jug gallon? 530. Rebecca was like, oh, I'll, I'll bring over water for all of them, right? Definitely clear that this is Isaac's future wife. Okay, so... We know that Rebecca does end up with Isaac um, and Abraham's seed continues and continues and continues because his son was able to find a wife and Rebecca was a quality woman. Let's just think about what we know about her. She was strong and physically fit because she could carry that much water. Um, she was willing to serve. She was efficient and able to do hard work. She had initiative. She had the gift of hospitality because she invited the servant, his camels, and his fellow travelers to her father's home for the night. So I just think about her and how, like, just think about when you see people out and, like, let's say someone needs a helping hand and it looks like a lot of work. It can be really easy to turn, turn your head. And be like, I don't really want to help with that. I don't want to offer to help with that, right? But if you think about someone like Rebecca, it's like she was like, yeah, like I'll help you. You know, she was had that initiative, that heart of service. She was strong and physically fit. She took care of herself. And when you take care of yourself well, you're also willing, you're able to help other people's well, other people well. Is what I'm trying to say over here, right? Because it's hard to show up and serve well and be a good mom, be a good wife, be a good you know, boss or coworker or whatever it is when you don't care for yourself well. That'll be a message you're going to hear a lot, I think, on this podcast because that's something that's really important to me and I really value is like my health. And it has to do with how, because I value other people so much, 
and I want to show up and love in the best way. I know I got to take care of myself to be able to do that. Um, but I just love, I love Rebecca. Like I, when I hear all these things about her, I'm like, I like her a lot. And I also love the servant that he had this relationship with God that I want. I want that kind of relationship with God where I can be like, hey, God, all right, so show me a sign if I should do this or that. And like, let me know because you'll place like a butterfly here or um, I'll hear this phrase or and it's like because the old me would have thought that like that was manipulative or I don't even know if that's the right word. I just I would have felt like, no, I can't do that. Like I it's got to be like I just have to know intuitively, you know, but it's like, no, this is a, an example of how someone had this amazing relationship with God that there was that that almost in a sense like that dialogue where it's like show me this and God's like okay I got you I got you I'll send this chick right she'll offer to water your 10 camels and with a pleasant heart and spirit she'll carry those 5 and 30 gallons or whatever it was mini gallons to you anyways and then later on she becomes an amazing wife for Isaac I just love that story okay that's it so the point of this episode is for you to think about strengthening your personal relationship with God and talking to him like that, like that, that like that servant did, looking for signs for him, from him, noticing him in all the things, noticing the God winks, you know, talking about the God winks. I'm always talking about God winks. Sometimes people think I'm nuts. When I like mention something, I'm like, oh, total God wink right there. Yep. I saw you winking at me. They're like, what? Who are you talking to? You know? Um, but for real, like I see like signs and stuff. I just see God in everything. And it just feels good. It's because like I, I know him. Right? It's like, you know, it's like my sheep know my voice concept. I know him because I spend time with him. And I feel like so many people, I feel sad for them because I'm like, they don't know God like that. Like, you know, like even when something so amazing happens in their life and I'm like, I know that was God. I know that. It's like they're not celebrating it like that. Like they're like, eh, eh. It's like they miss out and seeing how good that really was. Or sometimes people be like, yeah, just a coincidence. Eh, just a coincidence. And you're like, really? Nothing is a coincidence. All right. So to wrap it up, go out there, notice the signs, right? Ask for the signs. Just communicate with God more around what is happening in your life or what you're believing for, what you're desiring to have in your life. Um, if you've been liking this show, please leave us a review if you haven't done so yet and also share it. And the other thing I would say is just go out there and be an encourager to someone else. Like if you're listening to the show, that is the kind of person you are. So can you turn it up a notch? Even something as simple as sending someone a message, a text message that brightens their day. Um, I used to leave little notes for people when I worked in an office setting. I would write little notes and like send them out. And now since a lot of stuff is more remote, you can still send someone an encouraging message. You can still send a little voice message, right? You can send them a card. Oh, I love getting cards in the mail and like things in the mail that are not just Amazon stuff. You know, I love my Amazon stuff too. But you know what I mean? Because it really brightens your day. And it's like those little things that so many people don't do anymore. Like all of my Airbnb guests have a handwritten note to them. Because I just feel like the little things mean a lot. And the fact that someone knows that you took that extra time to show someone else love. And I feel like that is God. Like God is love. 
Like that is, is you glorifying God. And it shows that you're different. You're different from other people because most people don't show up that way in the world. All right, I digress. I hope you have an amazing day, blessed day showing up as the person God has called you to be. Full of strength, dignity, grace, all those things. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.